0: Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, starting at verse 12, you will find these words. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Today, Saints of God, I just want to talk with you from the thought. A big if a big if. Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's Word. A big if. Today in the life of the believer, amen. Today we have already been reminded in Sunday school, amen, about the holiness of God. Amen. Uh, that God is not going to allow us to enter his presence, Deacon Johnson, any kind of way, amen. We uh, tend to sashay into the presence of the lord any kind of way leisurely and slumberly because we have forgotten how holy god is uh, we come to the lord any old kind of way like we might go to a ball game but i want to remind us that entering the presence of the lord is not like going to be a spectator of a game Amen. And in reality, amen, in the house of the Lord, we are not the audience. The audience is one, and he's God. We are the participants in worship. Amen. We are the ones who God is watching us, and we are to be praising and worshiping him. But worship extends beyond the confines of the sanctuary, of confines of this place that we meet on Sunday. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship, giving worth to God, you do that in all of your life's activities and decisions. When you decide to suffer because of righteousness, you say God is worth it. But when you decide to enter into sin for the passing pleasures thereof, you say God is not worth it. So there is decision making all through our we to determine whether we're going to worship or not to worship. Worship is not just an event, it is A lifestyle. And we must remember that God is holy, as the Sunday school lesson said, not just in his place, but he's holy outside. Because we must never forget who we represent in the world. We are the ambassadors of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is a great responsibility because how you operate in the world shines a light on the master. And is it a good light or a bad light? You choose. We are, we are those who have been called out of the darkness into the marvelous light, amen, to be shining examples of the sanctifying holiness of God. As we talked about in Sunday school, holiness is not something that is talked about and is practiced all that heavy today. I was at a celebration, amen, on this week, amen. I'm not going to name the place, but I am going to name the concern. Uh, The place that we were was a place of religion amen it was it was a facility that was run by jesuits but in the midst of that place amen there was lewdness in the house there was cursing and drunkenness and loud and things that should not have gone on in a place that should have been sanctified for those who believe in God. But you know what has happened? We have just gotten to leisure with the Lord. We've forgotten about this thing called holiness. And that holiness is not just something to do when you come to worship on Sunday morning. It is a lifestyle. You are representatives of God every day of the week. And that night, I trembled to think what would have happened if the Lord had showed up in that place. I-, I trembled to think because the things that were going on there should not have been coming out of the miles, and should not have been the activities by those who named the name Jesus Christ. So today is just a warning, amen. It's just a reminder that worship and holiness is not just an event. It's not a temporary thing that we do on Sunday and then we live any old kind of way on Monday. The Lord is watching us all the time because it's in the marketplace where we actually have the opportunity to witness. We're not doing no witnessing in here, amen. All of us are supposed to be saved, amen. But it's outside in the marketplace with those who don't know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that need to see the attributes of God in us. But if we're dropping F-bombs and drinking and being cheating and, 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 and doing all kinds of things, amen, that are that are are, are less than than fidelity, that that is not good in the sight of the Lord. How will the people see the Lord through us? It's a shame that the Lord would have to see us as being those who misrepresent Him. Amen. And and we we just, it's just the society we live in, we're just too casual about God. And and we've been in this mode a long time, y'all. This didn't just start yesterday. Amen. We've been doing stuff we ain't got no business for a long time. Amen. And today we're, we're, still, we're, we're still having uh, um, gatherings and we're still taking trips to places that we, we shouldn't be going and we shouldn't be doing if we're representatives of the master. Amen. Amen. Our witness is faulty. Amen. Because we've gotten too casual with God. But we've been reminded once again this morning in Sunday School and in this message today that God is holy. And I just wanna talk to you today about a big if. A big if. When you look at the text, there's some interesting things going on in this text. This is the time when Solomon is is putting the finishing touches on the sanctuary or the temple of God. It is the temple that David, King David, wanted to build, but God would not allow him to. But he then allowed it to be built under his son, Solomon. Amen. And it was a wonderful temple, amen, full of precious stones and metals, amen, worthy of a king of the stature of God. amen. Amen. It was a place where God's spirit was to dwell, amen, and that the people were to enter in in the spirit of holiness that would be sanctified, entering into the presence of God with prayers and supplications and praise with all reverence unto God. That's one of our biggest problems. We were talking this morning about how people don't care about church, about the church house, about God, or nothing else. People stealing air conditions and stuff out of the churches. Amen. Doing anything and everything before God's people and before God. But I believe the problem starts at the household of faith. Remember that the Lord said through one of his apostles, he says, judgment starts at the household of faith. I believe a lot of our malaise, a lot of our issue today is because the people of God are not representing God the way we ought to. We've got a duality going on here. We got this holiness that we have within the household. Of the Lord, Amen. But then when we go into the world, we start living like somebody else. We start putting on pagan ways, Amen, and things that do not represent the things of God. And so I say to you today that it is a big if because of what I see in the text. He said, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. And said to him I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Can you hear the Lord saying to us at New Zion today? Can you hear the Lord saying that I have heard your prayers you prayed to have a sanctuary a place of worship that would be fitting for the lord you you prayed that the finances and the things that would be necessary to make and to have a place that would be fitting for the worship of god a beautiful place and he says i have heard your prayers and now i have made this place a place of sacrifice I've made this place where my spirit will dwell. But he doesn't stop there. And this is where my concern begins. He doesn't stop with that point. But he goes on in verse 13 to say, when I shut up heaven. The problem here with this verse is not So much of what I hear after the when, but that it is a when. Remember, the title of this sermon is a big if, but verse 13 starts with a when. So the Lord is not saying if I shut up heaven, but he's saying when. The Lord is saying, I'm going to have to shut up heaven and there'll be no rain. There's going to be times when I'm going to command the locusts to devour the land. And I'm going to have to send pestilence among my people. That's why I say the problems and the ills we have is not because of the world. But it's because of the church. It's because the church is not being the church. The church is being the world. And God is a loving God, but he's also a just God. And the Lord said, I am a jealous God and I will have no other gods before me. And what we have done, not outside, but in the church, we've set up other gods before him. We have gods of our own finances. We have gods of our houses, our cars, our football teams, our baseball teams. We've got gods of our jobs. We've got gods of our family. We've got gods everywhere. Somebody said, well, this isn't a polytheistic Egypt. Yes, it is. We just don't have a bunch of little little wooden carvings hanging around. But we make these same idols out of all kinds of stuff. Well, I can't do this because of that. So I got to pay my bills or I got to go to the game or I got to do something with my car or with my house or with my children. Everything seems to get precedence over God. And I'm here today to say he's not happy about that. He's not happy with our cavalier casual reverence of him. Amen. Because that kind of reverence is not reverence. At all, God is looking for some folks that is committed to him. He's looking for some folks that will come to him in sacrifice, amen, and put him first over all things. That will not decide to, to go along with the passing pleasures of sin, but decide to suffer with those who will be obedient and will rely and trust on him. There are many situations where we get ourselves into, and it's a lot of pressure because it may be family pressure. The family wants to go do this, and it's not of God, and you know it's not of God. But because of the pressure of family, you end up going and doing the same things that they're doing, trying to fit in. And there's a problem with that is because that that is temporary, but life with God is eternal. And what if God decides, amen, to say at that time when you have compromised and put yourself in that position, that it is that time when God decides whether or not your eternal destination is hell or your eternal destination is heaven. You, you don't want to play around with God. You don't want to take salvation casually like it's just something to get right quick. I made it a decision, gave the pastor my hand and God my heart, but God knows my heart. So I just, you know, live like humans live. Well, it's 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 an indictment that God knows our hearts because he says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it amen yes he knows our heart and that's why we need jesus amen that's why we need to be trusting in him that's why we need to be obeying him because our hearts is so deceitful our hearts will tell us oh it's all right amen we can go do that i mean god's not sending down lightning from heaven he's not opening up the earth and swallowing folks up anymore i mean he's a loving god he's precious and merciful and all of that and gracious so he'll understand Yeah, he does understand. Amen. And that's why he sent his darling son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So that we wouldn't have to be out of control. Amen. The the Lord Jesus said, I go back to the Father, and when I go back to him, I send for the Comforter. The Comforter comes along to empower us and to, to give us the ability to deal with sin. Amen. But we decide to quench the spirit. Amen. To, 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 to sadden the spirit and just go on and do what we want to do. We go past all of the roadblocks. We go past the warning signs. We go past the voices that say, stop, stop, stop. And we say, go, go, go. And we go so long that we end up uh, getting a, a case of uh, deafness in the ear, spiritual deafness. Now we can't hear the Lord because we've been sinning so long. Amen. Now our ears, ears are harder to hear. So the Bible says here, God says, when? See, God's going to have to deal with his people and he chastens those whom he loves. So he's going to have to sin some hard times to get our attention. And the big if is, how will we respond to when he sends it? Amen. Because look at the text. Verse 14 changes from when to if. And remember, he said that he's going to send these things not to the world, but he said to my people. So now it's back, the onus is on his people. And he says, if My people who are called by my name. We can stop right there and look at this text and say if uh, my people. If we look at the text, we have to ask a poignant and important question. Are we his people? Or are we just playing church? Are we really his people? Have we really given our lives over to the Lord? Have we really trusted him? Are we really depending upon him? Are we really willing to obey him in the things that he commands? Or are we just doing this because it's something to do? But the Lord is saying, those who represent me, if my people, who are called by my name, God saying, I got a name, and, and you being called by that name. He said, He's saying, like our parents have said to us now, remember who you are when you go out there tonight. If you a butler or a wheeler or a white, amen, or a West, amen, or Dillwood, Amen, or a Kid, Amen, or a Pierce, Amen, or a Harding, Amen. You go outside here, remember whose name you carry. Remember, when you go out there, you need to act like whose name you carry. God's saying to us, remember now, when you go outside, now, when you go out into the marketplace, when you go out into the world, don't have spiritual amnesia and forget that you call by my name. Don't go out there and start doing dirty deals and don't go out there and start misusing folk. Don't go out there and start dropping all kinds of cuss words and don't go out there and start being mean. Don't go out there and start being honoring. Amen. Remember whose name you're called by. And so the text says, he says, you call by my name. Then he says, uh, uh, those who are called by my name, my people, if they will humble themselves. Boy, that's a big question for America. Amen. And I'm not just talking about the leadership of the country. Amen. Not just talking about the president or I'm not just talking about the Republicans or the Democrats. I'm talking about America as a whole i'm talking about america and all his citizens amen because the arrogance of america is permeated not just the leadership of the country but this the rank and file citizens of this nation today the arrogance of us thinking that we can pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps and we got the answer to the plan we're not seeking the lord and his word to get answer we're seeking what we can glean from what we've learned in our own lives that's not humility amen that's arrogance amen and so we have to ask ourselves are we being humble humble causes us to consider ourselves less than somebody else it decides that I want to do for others instead of doing for myself. And that's humility. And sometimes we have to be careful because before we know it, we'll be saying, "our for and no more. Now, they can take care of themselves, but I'm going to take care of me. It's easy for us to get inwardly focused. Amen. Before we know it, we're not walking with the Lord. We're walking by ourselves. We veered off the path of righteousness and on to the carnal things of this world. And we must be careful not to stray from his word. But the text goes on to say, and pray. Sometimes in the life of believers, amen, that our prayers are not being heard. Our prayers are not being heard because we're not living right. Amen. I'm not talking about on Sunday or Wednesday or at an occasional Bible study. I'm talking about in our daily lives. God is not playing, y'all. And God will show you in due time that he's not playing, that this duality of living that we try to carry on is not going to work. Amen. God will shut us down before he lets us completely sully his name. I'm reminded of the words of the master to the pastor of Ephesus in the book of Revelation when he said that you have lost your first love. He says, you get back to your first works lest I remove the lampstand from you. God is serious about this thing called Christianity. God is serious about our representation in the world. God is willing to shut some stuff down in order to keep his name from being sullied, See, it's bigger than just me or you. This this work of being a representative of Jesus Christ is also something that the world needs to see because their final destination, their final land and their eternal destiny is wrapped up in our witness in the world. It's more than just about us. It's about a whole world that is seemingly going to hell. In a handbasket. Amen. So we who know the Lord, amen, have to live like it because we may be the only Bible that they ever read. Amen. Amen. Looking at our text, it says, and seek my face. Uh, that in lines with, with everything we've talked about thus far. A lot of time we're seeking a lot of things. We're seeking strategy, we're seeking tactics, we're we're seeking gimmick, we're seeking uh, 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 game plans and business plans, but are we seeking the face of the Lord? Remember that the kingdom of God is 180 degrees opposite of the kingdom of this world. There are things that work good in this world that ain't going to work in the kingdom of God because God's not going to let it. God's not going to allow you to be able to say, I figured this out. I did this because of my education, because of my prowess, my intellect. No, God's not going to allow that. Amen. Because then we'll have something to boast about. See, God uses the foolishness things to confound the wise. Amen, it's not about what we learned in college. Amen, it's about following the things that God command. And there's a lot of foolish things, amen, that God said when it comes to academic knowledge that falls in the face of that, but that's what works in the kingdom of God. Amen, and so he said, seek my face. I mean, how often when we are going through something do we seek the face of the Lord? What does the Lord want us? To do what? What in my home when I got problems in my family? And am, I, am I seeking the, the experience and the knowledge of counselors or am I seeking the face of God? Because after counseling, it is done. If God don't come in and do something with it, there ain't gonna be nothing done about it. Amen. You can't share the gospel and force somebody to get saved. No, this is a work of the master where he reaches in those hard, stony hearts and makes them hearts of flesh. This business of church is God's business. And it's a business that does not run the same way as the world does. The sooner we figure that out, the better we are and that we continue to seek his face. But the text goes on to say, and turn from their wicked ways. Uh, See, God is watching us, amen, and he's watching our ways. If we expect to get anything from the Lord, we got to sanctify ourselves, y'all. Well, we got to get right, amen, in front of the Lord. We just can't just do anything, amen, then get into trouble and call on the Lord and expect the Lord to deliver us. Amen, because God is saying, I'm not even hearing from y'all when you are in this way. You're not humble, you're wicked. You're not praying right. You ain't looked at my face. You tried to do everything under your own power and your own knowledge. And he said, I'm not hearing from you. So it is very important that we get somewhere and sit down and figure out what it is that's God's faith. What is God looking for? It's easy for us to see what's wicked, but do we see his face? Because we live in a world that's constantly giving us pictures of something else that's not the face of God. There's major propaganda going on in our society for something that ain't godly at all. That's got nothing to do with God. It's anti-God. Amen. We got to sit down with his word and find out what his face is. Where is he looking? Where is his heart? Where is God's concern? What is God wanting us to do? How is God wanting to carry it out through us? Amen. Amen. But the good news of this text says that after you have gotten these things together, when you get this together of the big if, amen, he says, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. And then he says, I will heal their land. We need a healing here in America, amen. Well, America's sick right now. America got folk running around here, neo-Nazis and, 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 uh, and they're walking around here and marching and going on and we got this sect and that sect, we got this movement and that movement and they all fighting one another. We got churches where pastors are resigning and walking away. We got church leadership going one way and other leadership going another. We got church families who are divided, amen. We got one on one side, one on another. And we're playing church, coming into church, just talking like we are of God, but everything shows us that we are not. Amen. And that's why there's, with all churches on all these corners, amen, this city should be turned upside down. But because we got so much divisiveness and division, amen, in our own church, it is in God's people where the problem is. Judgment's not going first to outside, it's going first to inside. And we got to get serious about this, y'all. I mean, for real. I mean, we we talk about it. We have sermons and everything else. But we got to stop around here now and get serious about doing it. Because there are lives at stake here, y'all. We are the light of the world. If they don't see Christ in us, then they ain't going to see Christ in nobody. Nobody. Christ has decided he's not going to show himself the way he showed himself before. He's going to use you and I as his body. We are his representative. So we got to get right. We got to get on one accord. If we don't do it now, then who's going to do it and when? Amen. Folks are dying out here. Man, folks are going through all kinds of stuff and they're closing their eyes without knowing the master. So you know if you die from this place without the master, it's too late. Amen, Amen. as the rich man devies, he raised up his eyes in hell. It's that serious, y'all. So we got to get past the pettiness and we got to seek God's face, find out what God is wanting us to do for whatever days are left in our life while the blood is running warm in our veins so that we can impact a world for the sake of the gospel amen that men women boys and girls might be saved but we got to get right first so that the lord heals hears from us and then he forgives our sin and then he heals our land boy that's some things that can be fixed in america amen can be fixed in our churches once the church amen decides to do what god has called us to do Amen. Saints of God, as I close, amen. That is my hope and my prayer. Amen. The Lord is is leveraging today. Amen. And the Lord is speaking in His Word. He's speaking one place and another about the divisiveness in His body. But the Lord has promised us, amen, that He will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. He has promised us that he will create for us a new land, a new heaven, and a new earth. So if we've got all this in front of us, amen, why can't we do a little for him today? Why can't we put down some of our our disagreements? Why can't we put down some of the things that is dividing us? Amen. Why can we not stay committed? Amen. I mean, this is an epidemic. Uh, nationally, amen, for us. I know things are going on in other places as well, but I'm talking about our country today. I'm talking about the people of God in our country, churches all over the land, amen. But amen, right now I'm speaking to New Zion, amen, and those who are members of this church, amen. We, we, we are talking to those who are affiliated here, amen, from the pastor to the door, amen that we got to get right about this thing. We got a work to do and we don't have that long. Amen. Amen. And I can't leave and I can't quit without talking about the one who sacrificed it all that we might live. I can't leave here without talking about the one who hung, bled and died on Golgotha's hill. I can't stop right now without talking about The one who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I can't stop without talking about that one who they put nails in his hands and they put nails in his feet. I can't stop now until I tell you about the one who decided to stay up on the cross just to save you and me. I can't stop till I tell you about Jesus. I can't stop till I tell you about the one who was on that cross from the third to the ninth hour I can't stop till I tell you that he died one Friday evening for the sins of the world and I want you to know that he was truly buried and he was in that grave all night Friday he was in that grave all day Saturday he was in that grave all night saturday night but it was early sunday morning that he got up with all power in his hand the power to save sin-sick souls the power to make men whole and after a 40-day layover he went back to glory coming back for a church without spot or blemish the question today the big if is will you be ready will you have your business fixed will you be found faithful because he's gonna call his people together and in a twinkling of an eye we shall be changed But you want to be changed on the Lord's side uh, and don't be left behind. So saints of God, let us go to work for doing that which is needful. Let us go to work for binding together that there may not be room between one another. Let us learn how to pray for one another. Let us learn how to bear one another's burdens. Let us learn how to love one another like Jesus has loved us. And I believe the master will be happy and he will say unto us, Thou good and faithful servants, you've been faithful over a few things. uh, Now I make you ruler over many. Praise the name of the Lord. The doors of the church are open. Hello, Wisdom from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to Wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcast, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeart Radio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you, is my prayer.